It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Kevin Michalowski uh, is the director of media and executive editor of Concealed Carry Magazine. Kevin, how are you? I am doing great. It's, uh, it's all coming together down here in Fort Worth. Oh, man, I miss it. I, I would be right over there with you and probably followed by a night out at Gillies. <laughs> I've been known to do about 10 or 20 or 30 of those over the years. But uh, let, let's talk now. And, and you know what? I'll even put myself into this. Wife and I were picking out, you know, different types of holsters. What do you have in the pocketbook? What do you uh, like to carry? You know, her different bags. That are, you know, we men are pretty simple appendix or hip or, you know, a couple of other choices. Uh, and part of this is related to women, gun sales for women and women taking classes, learning how to use weapons has increased significantly. Oh, yeah, it's been uh, going crazy for uh, a while now, but specifically the last you know year and a half to two years, um, we're seeing just explosive growth. And here at the Concealed Carry and Home Defense Expo, we have an exclusively women's concealed carry showroom that is staffed by women instructors and women who carry guns every day um, to just talk about uh, what it takes to, to engage in the concealed carry lifestyle, to carry a gun with you every day um, and still remain fashionable because you're right, guys are simple. You know, I buy my pants one size too big so I can wear an inside <laughs> waistband holster and I'm good. But uh, women, uh, women like to make sure that they're looking good all the time and it, it becomes a little more difficult when you're carrying a gun. Yeah, you know, key to this is the training regimen, right? For anyone, you train yeah. you. You make sure you know what you're doing. Uh, God forbid, most people never have to get into that circumstance. But if you're there, you need to be able to be effective. Another part of this is the diversity that we've seen. You know, the narrative out there in a lot of the media, especially on the left wing media, or maybe I'll just call it the anti gun uh, elements don't reflect the reality, you know, across the board on new gun buyers, uh, the numbers are 55% white, 21% black, 19% Hispanic against uh, women gun owners, new owners, 28% of those purchasers were black. So, you know, the shift not only to women, but over the years, Kevin, media fails to take on something important and make it a part of the discussion that those that are in more dangerous neighborhoods or even far more rural areas where police response time uh, is, a, is a bigger issue are the ones that need their Second Amendment rights. And that includes their right to carry, have it with them in case of that moment. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And the way we look at it here at the U.S. Concealed Carry Association is uh, I personally, and you know, and I, I'm director of media here and I run Concealed Carry Magazine, and I'm not putting together content for a quote-unquote target audience. Whoever carries a gun needs that training. And, you know, over the past six months uh, to a year, we've got more than 3 million people buying guns for the first time, and only 23% of them have, you know, have signed up for any sort of training. And that's our focus at USCCA, is making sure that we're training and educating responsibly armed Americans. And, and you're absolutely right. People who are 
whether you're in a in quote unquote bad neighborhood or you're out in rural America where you're not going to get any help, people are taking responsibility for their own self defense, and that is absolutely important that you are trained properly because not only do you need to win the fight, but there's an entire legal system out there that you have to deal with after you survive that incident. You know, Kevin, I wonder how much the COVID restrictions in many states played into that training component. People purchasing, for example, uh, it, look, it took long enough. I've still got three on order for months now. Uh, you know, let's face it, I'm now in toy buying phase, but that's another thing. Uh, but, you know, people waited to get them. Then, you know, the restrictions, the time, smaller classes, having to sit through your concealed carry class, maybe six feet apart, whatever. Yeah, it's been a uh, it's it's been a difficult time, but the growth has just been explosive. We've been doing a lot of stuff with uh, um, states that will allow us to put together online concealed carry classes to provide at least that textbook training um, from the beginning at, at USCCA. But that's why we love to get people together in a situation like this, like here at our expo. Um, we have hands-on training seminars. We even have a live fire shooting range right indoors, right here at the site. You're killing me, Kevin. So no pun intended. You're killing me here. I, I, I want to be there. It's better because it's free. We're giving people free ammo. And in this ammo climate, uh, uh, there should be thousands of folks lining up for that. So. <laughs> you're really telling me. You know this? Really. You're not, you're not, we're not going to become <laughs> friends. I'm just kidding. We're, we're going to be good friends going forward. Uh, Kevin Michalowski on the line with me from Fort Worth, Texas, a town I know well. Love that. Love that area of the country. Uh, used to go there a lot. So some other things that uh, caught my eye for this segment, uh, doing a little bit of research. You know, the team sends me the basic things and the important things and went a little further. And I was talking about, as we were talking about, the purchase, the increasing purchase, the breakdown ethnically from a male or female, you know, by gender. One other thing I looked for but didn't see, and it's a good thing, is a corresponding rise percentage rise any kind of significant or recognizable rise in private legal ownership misuse of a weapon yeah you're exactly right it's the uh, you know the old good guy with a gun narrative out there um the term we use is responsibly armed americans and that's what we want to see because it's it, it it's the the, the good guy, the, the, the person who is responsibly owning that gun, who is using that gun responsibly, legally, and ethically to defend themselves, they understand that if you look at a crime situation, the bad guy comes, points a gun at you, maybe shoots you, runs away, and the police have to go look for him. If you're in a self-defense incident, you end up shooting the bad guy, you call the police, you wait for the police to arrive, you have to deal with all the aftermath and fallout of the law enforcement investigation. And it's, I'm a police officer myself, so it becomes so much easier to investigate when the people involved in the incident stay there and answer questions. And that's what responsibly armed Americans do, and that's what we at the USCCA want to teach them to do everything correctly because, you know, your life changes when you're involved in a self-defense incident. And we want to make sure that people get through all elements of this. We teach people what to do before, during, and after any self-defense incident. And you've got to do it right because if you don't win the fight, you end up dead. And if you don't win the aftermath, 
you end up in jail and your your life is ruined anyway. Yeah, very true. Now, I know you've been busy getting ready uh, for the expo, yeah, so I don't know if you've had a chance to fully review what happened in Washington, D.C., where U.S. District Judge Royce Lambert uh, issued a decision Wednesday uh, that the D.C. government is liable for wrongfully arresting six people between 2012 and 2014 for violating its ban on carrying handguns in public. Uh, this is a loss by the city that has had a different position, contrary to uh, the District of Columbia versus Heller, the Heller decision, and also, uh, you know, the complexities of a couple of other cases uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to fully review that decision, getting ready for the expo, but you know this sounds like a win. Of course, I bet we can expect an appellate challenge. I'm certain that it will um, work its way through the courts slowly, but it's great to see from the outset um, that, that the judiciary is now starting to um, support the rights of honest citizens who are carrying guns legally because there there is no crime in wanting to defend yourself and truthfully the people who go through the system and get themselves a concealed carry permit and get training and understand the legality of what we're doing we're not the folks who are breaking the laws and it's not illegal nor should it ever have been for us to defend ourselves so um, personally we'd love to see national concealed carry reciprocity all the way across the country so that you don't get yourself in trouble driving from one state to another just with a means to defend yourself. But uh, it's nice to see this going, and you're right, I haven't had a chance to look into it very deeply, but this is the, the, the sort of situation that gives gun owners hope and gives people like me hope in the idea that um, we're starting to turn the tide. People aren't just adamantly opposed to guns just because they're guns. It's, it's about how people use them, and we teach folks to use them responsibly. Yeah, you know, and I'll say this for the broad audience, maybe some of these people are in this audience, but Kevin, there are some 4,500 people that were arrested in D.C., and now Lambert's decision clears the path for them to begin filing for damages. Uh, I hope they all do, are capable of, decide to get into it, whatever the reason, because we need to send the corresponding encounter message that you don't get to go against the law because of an ideological belief. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, we see that all over the place that the, the philosophy of concealed carry uh, is out there and it's legal and, and people understand it and the courts support it. But in practice, some of the states and municipalities um, really sort of add their own twist to things and, and skirt the edges of the law. And we'd love to see that stopped. I'd love to see every law-abiding American who wants to um, carry a gun for self-defense and get the training that will make sure they stay safe and, and on the right side of the law. Well, Kevin, when you get finished having fun at the Expo, put in some rounds uh, in the right direction and get home, review this. Let's get back on the air and talk about it. But I, I hope those 4,500 people, that's a large number, if they come out en masse and take on the city of D.C. and the D.C. City Council on this, that could be an important uh, case, a class action case for the country. 
Yes, absolutely. I'm really uh, looking forward to see how this is going to play itself out in the courts. I want to to push for this. Like they say, um, you know, freedom is never given. You got to take it, and you got to take it back when they take it away from you. You can join me live on the David Webb Show Monday to Friday, nine to noon East, on Sirius XM Patriot One Twenty Five.